Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Lawmakers have had it out for Facebook for a while. Last year, a House Judiciary Subcommittee report accused the tech giant of anti-competitive behavior. And in December, Facebook got sued. Well, on Monday, those lawsuits were dismissed. It's a big win for the social media company. It also signals a rocky path forward for legislators on both sides of the aisle for trying to rein in big tech. Here to break down the latest development is Recode's Shireen Ghaffari. Hi, Shireen. Hey, Adam. So let's start with the lawsuits. What were they about? Yeah, so the lawsuits basically uh, accused Facebook of acting as a monopoly to crush its competition. There were two different lawsuits. One was filed by the Federal Trade Commission, or the FTC, which is the top government agency for enforcing antitrust laws. And then there was a parallel lawsuit also filed by 48 attorneys general. This is from different states and territories in the U.S., And they both essentially said the same thing, that Facebook's allegedly monopolistic practices leave consumers with less choices for which social networking apps they want to use, and that advertisers have less choices for where they want to actually advertise and reach people. Lawsuits also said that Facebook engaged in a, quote, systemic strategy to eliminate their competition, and that this was something really tactical that Facebook was actively doing to sort of crush its competitors. What exactly did that strategy look like? So the lawsuit said that when Facebook bought Instagram back in 2012, and remember at that time, Instagram was a startup. It was considered an up-and-coming rival to Facebook. Um, They said that that was uh, an example of something that Facebook shouldn't have been allowed to do uh, because in regulators' view, this was essentially Facebook trying to stifle competition by eating it up and buying it rather than letting a market competitor truly compete. Um, They also point to when Facebook bought the messaging app called WhatsApp in 2014. Again, uh, this up-and-coming service that was rivaling Facebook, and Facebook went ahead and bought it. Today, more people are on WhatsApp than they are on Facebook's own messenger product. But that doesn't matter for Facebook because it's all part of the Facebook ecosystem now. So the lawsuits also allege that Facebook put anti-competitive conditions on third-party software developers. So, for example, when Twitter had Vine back in 2013, which you may remember was a short-form video app, much like TikTok, actually, that Facebook allegedly blocked the app from letting its users access Facebook's friends list. That Vine example is striking to me because, as we know, Vine later died, and that upset a lot of people. So are you trying to tell me that Facebook killed Vine? Yeah, I think why Vine died is is probably a bigger story than just Facebook, but it definitely is saying that part of the reason is because Facebook made it hard for Vine to operate on the same kind of social networking platform as Facebook. What was at stake for Facebook uh, if things with this suit had gone the other way? It would be uh, a very big deal, a very bad deal for Facebook if these suits actually went through. And there's still a chance that the FTC's lawsuit 
can sort of be reopened because uh, the judge said the FTC has 30 days to gather more evidence, more proof that Facebook really is a monopoly and that it will reconsider it. So likely the FTC is going to do that. So just, just a caveat. But if these lawsuits went ahead, it would mean that Facebook could not as easily buy up its competition in the future, which they very may well want to do, right? And so it could limit Facebook's business power. We have seen in the past that departments like the DOJ have successfully stopped major companies like Visa from merging with Played, a personal finance app, for example. So there are examples of when the FTC starts to come down on on these kinds of agencies, then it makes it harder in a court of law to prove that it's okay for for Facebook to go and buy up a bunch of other social networking apps. It also just would be bad news for investors. It doesn't give them confidence that Facebook is doing well with regulators. Now, it's also worth noting that Facebook isn't the only one facing scrutiny from government in the U.S. Out of all the tech giants, many of them are are facing similar issues. Google has an ongoing lawsuit with the Department of Justice, which is in parallel with the FTC enforces antitrust law. And so the DOJ has accused Google of dominating the search industry and being a monopoly. And, uh, you know, the government's also keeping a close eye on Amazon and Apple. So this is this is a cross industry big tech problem. So the fact that these complaints were dismissed, that sounds like a pretty big win for Facebook, right? It's a huge win. It was, you know, somewhat unexpected. I think that these suits would be dismissed so quickly. Facebook representatives said that the court's decision recognized these, quote, defects in the government complaints against the company. So they're clearly pleased about this. And the filing said the FTC did not plead its facts well enough to prove that Facebook really is a monopoly. The court said that the attorneys general took too long to complain about WhatsApp and Instagram acquisitions since those were made back in 2014 and 2012. And, you know, the the market seemed to reflect Facebook's win in that right after the rulings, Facebook's stock rose by more than 4%. I think it hit about $1 trillion in market cap, which was a record. Yeah, that's the first time that Facebook became a trillion-dollar company. It stands in contrast to the lawsuit, in a way. Um, is Facebook off the hook now? What happens? So no. In the short term, it was a big win. But in the long term, I think Facebook's issues with regulators are far from over. The FTC can still add more evidence to its lawsuit against Facebook and sort of reopen, refile its claims. And an FTC spokesperson told us that the agency is currently looking at all its options. And I think it's very much expected that they will sort of go back to the drawing board or pursue some kind of further action against Facebook because it has a new leader, someone named Lena Khan who has been well-known for being tough on big tech. She's kind of the preeminent legal scholar who's made the case that antitrust laws can be applied to the tech industry, even if companies like Facebook aren't charging people to use Facebook, that there's other ways they can act as a monopoly to kind of hurt um, consumers and hurt the economy. So with Lena Khan in charge, you know, the FTC could get a lot stronger and, and bolster its case. That being said... The FTC has actually pursued action against Facebook in the past. It has even penalized Facebook and fined Facebook. But at the end of the day, it hasn't amounted to much. Two years ago, Facebook made a settlement with the FTC over privacy issues, and it only ended up paying $5 billion, which may sound like a lot, but to Facebook, it's a drop in the bucket. And it continues to you know, fundamentally collect user data, and that's its business model is you know, packaging that data to advertisers. So... 
it's arguable how much of an impact the FTC has had in the past, um, but we may see it become much more aggressive under Khan's leadership. Shereen, over the last few weeks, we've talked about efforts being made in Congress to curb the power of big tech. How are lawmakers responding to this decision by the court and what can they do? Yeah, so the fact that the court kind of unexpectedly dropped these cases, that's become a rallying cry to some lawmakers who were already trying to rein in big tech and change the laws to make them stronger. They're saying, look, this shows that the courts are ineffective. They're not really regulating the tech companies. We as lawmakers have to actually make new laws to make it much more clear and protect people from the alleged monopoly power of these big tech companies. And we saw this from both Democrats and Republicans, which is notable because there's not a lot that, you know, we tend to see bipartisan agreement on these days. People like Jerry Nadler, who's a Democrat representing New York, and Representative David Cicilline, another Democrat of Rhode Island, they came out and, and said, we think the FTC was right, that Facebook is a monopoly. We also saw Republican leaders like Ken Buck of Colorado who said that this filing is proof that changing the laws is, quote, urgently needed because it would give Congress additional tools and resources to regulate big tech. And there are six bills recently introduced by the House trying to regulate tech further. So we'll see if those have a shot in passing and if this court action actually kind of emboldens and makes the case stronger for those laws getting passed. Yeah, I realize there's a a legal definition for a monopoly and that could change. But for me, what's striking about this is when I when I saw the decision, it made me think about how you almost can't use the internet without touching Facebook in some way. Facebook has tracking pixels on all kinds of websites for its advertising network. I don't go on Facebook much, but I look at Instagram reflexively sometimes. And it is startling to step back and think about what a powerful role it plays in not only people's individual lives, but society as a whole. It does. But, you know, you still have to make the legal case. And Facebook is going to argue to the strongest degree possible that it actually has a lot of competition. The companies like TikTok and YouTube, which is owned by Google, and maybe the next TikTok that we don't even know about, that those companies could all come and sort of eat Facebook's cake at any given moment. I think Facebook's past playbook were just to buy up some of those companies, but it can't easily do that now. I think if Facebook tried to buy TikTok, it would have a lot of issues trying to even do so. So it'll be interesting to to see this battle play out legally, politically, socially, about whether Facebook, Google, Amazon, all these companies are truly monopolies or not. All right, Shereen, thanks for joining us. This was really helpful. Thanks so much. I'm Adam Clark Estes, and this is Rico Daily. This episode was produced by Alan Rodriguez Espinosa and engineered by Christian Ayala. Let us know what you want to learn about. Email us at ricodaily at rico.net.